Jen. I'm Erica. And welcome to a very special edition of Drunk Monkeys. We are here at Bistro Campan in Lincoln Square uh, with Alex Uribe, um, who is the manager and beverage director here at Bistro Campan. And we are going to be tasting some really interesting beverages. Today. Yeah, thanks so much for yeah, being no, on the show today. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to have you two here and happy to kind of help demystify a few of the more obscure French liqueurs like absinthe in particular. Oh, cool. Absent. Are Absent. we going to get crazy? Unfortunately, no one's tripping today. Uh, we are not going to hallucinate. Right. Um, I, I can't make any promises that I'm not going to hallucinate. Well, not from the absent anyway. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just from Things life. Things can happen later today. <laughs> we have uh, an array of different glues we will be huffing. Uh, oh, it's art school all over again. The rubber cement portion right. of the tasting. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so I think there are a lot of misconceptions about absinthe. Yeah. Um, what are some of them? Well, I think one of the biggest ones is that it leads to hallucinations, delirium, uh, you know, epileptic fits, and murder. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Can't all alcohol lead to murder, though? I think, yes. I think lots of things can lead to murder, but that's, uh, I think, another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, no, I think the, 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 biggest, uh, the, the biggest culprit in absinthe is the ingredient of the wormwood. Uh, wormwood has been used uh, for centuries as uh, medicinal purposes, you know, to stave off malaria, to help with indigestion, flatulence, rheumatism, all sorts of things. It was kind of a cure-all. Hmm. And... Uh, and it was found in other spirits other than absinthe. You know, even the word vermouth uh, is a derivative of the word wormwood. Oh, so, hmm. you know, it's been a flavoring agent and an elixir for a long, long time. And it really wasn't until the 19th century where it started getting demonized. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Is wormwood a poison? No, it's not a poison. Uh, it's in the same family as sage. Um, and actually, sage has a very high Thujon content, which is the chemical supposedly that leads to hallucinations in Wormwood. Mm. Um, a lot of things have uh, varying levels of Thujone. Uh It is not a poison, it's a medicinal. I mean, if you ingest it the wrong way, it can be poisonous, but. Mm. Oh, look out, if you put it in your eye. Yeah, you know, it's a straight, straight injection, you know, maybe <laughs> with, a, with a nice like heroin cocktail. I oh, think that boy. that might uh, be oh. an issue, but uh, no, that being said, the majority this is, of- This is our darkest episode yet. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stick with absinthe. Right. <laughs> um, but the majority of Thujon gets cooked off in the distillation process anyway. Okay. So there's really no concern. I think uh, a lot of the issues came uh, from absinthe's high alcohol content when bottled, uh, more so than, say, cognac, which is like a standard 80 proof. Mm -hmm. uh, absinthe can run anywhere from like 90 to 120 proof, even higher wow. sometimes. Yeah. Why was it banned? Do you know? Uh, a lot of a lot of reasons kind of led to this. Uh, one was uh, the phylloxera plague, which killed off a majority of the grapevines in most of Europe, including France. Um, so everyone's kind of day-to-day -day drink, which was wine. Uh, the prices skyrocketed. Uh, a lot of the younger generations kind of turned to absinthe, which was already kind of prevalent. Uh, in the 1840s, uh, the French soldiers were given absinthe rations to help stave off malaria oh, and wow. also to purify water, which is actually kind of where the process of adding water to absinthe comes from. Oh. Like a little bit of absinthe to you know, purify your water turned into a little bit of water to dilute your absinthe. Um, <laughs> I like that style. Yeah. Um, and then there, there were some unfortunate things like a kind of uh, bootleg absinthe were being produced that contained uh, things like lead, 
So, you know, a lot of the kind of uh, medical issues that stem from that probably came from these not-so-great products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that being said, the, the really, like, well-done distilled spirits were never really an issue. Oh, wow. That's really cool. So when it became legal again... In 2007. Did people, like, party in the streets and throw parades and they're like, we don't have to now legally import anymore? I don't think so. I mean, I think a lot of places were still producing it. A lot of the uh, legalities had loopholes, especially in Europe, and Americans, I just don't think we're very familiar with absence. So the kind of uh, repeal, or at least the, the loosening of the laws at least in America, kind of went unnoticed for a little while, and slowly you start seeing products kind of crop up, like North Shore Distillers from Lake Bluff, Illinois was producing one for several years now. Um, we've actually got this one from France, which is Tennyson, um, and that is uh, actually done in a Swiss style, which, as you can see, is not green, um, uh, but the green is the more, the more fun, because that's where you get the green, the green fairy. Oh. Oh. oh! I'm looking really forward to that! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Shall we? We shall. So, do you do you like absinthe? Uh, you know, honestly, I have really grown to appreciate absinthe. Um, <laughs> That's that a being, real hefty pour. That being said, I really did. You know, the strongest flavor isn't even the wormwood; it's the star anise and fennel, and so you get that kind of black licorice quality going on. Mm. Um, not always my thing. You know, Sambuca has that. Pernod has that. A lot of these were actually alternative spirits. The kind of gained popularity after the ban of absinthe. Hmm. Oh, wow. So I think wormwood makes me think of malort. So if we took some malort and some ouzo and mixed it together, would we get absinthe? God, I have no idea. <laughs> That's kind of frightening. So I think we have a cocktail time. Yeah. Cocktail yes. time. Look for it later. Uh, wormwood makes me think of the apocalypse. Go ahead. All right. Speak amongst yourselves on that one. Discuss. I don't know that I want to get into that. But this has been a dark episode so far, so why not? Why not, right? Let's keep it going. So, so what... Uh, okay, so we strain... Yeah, there's yes. a lot of like fanfare that goes along with it. Yeah, I think one of the beauties of Absinthe is kind of the, uh, the ritual of it. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, you dilute the spirit with water to kind of help balance out the high alcohol content. Uh, you also sweeten it with a sugar cube and you get fancy accessories, which who doesn't like that? Right. Um, you can accessorize and drink at the same time. That's always fun. It's a win-win. Exactly. <laughs> and so what you really do is just kind of start off with a little bit of a drip, get the uh, sugar cube soaked, and let that start dripping slowly. Wow. And after a little while, and I'm going to kind of rush this along, it. You can oh, it starts see disintegrating. the sugar cube falls apart and the spirit itself starts turning this milky green quality. Oh, wow. Now, this is science in action. It is. This is the oils and the water mixing. Um, and that is actually where you get the green fairy released, supposedly. Now, what exactly does that mean? Oh, that was just a very kind of poetic <laughs> turn of phrase. Um, where basically it just means that you're ready to get drunk. Yeah. Oh, sweet. There are theories that the, the drunk you get from absinthe, if you want to go yeah, ahead I would like try that yourself. Um, the, the drunk you get from drinking absinthe is uh, different than any other spirit. You get almost a clarity of mind. 
Huh. Is the... So we're going to be really productive after we drink this. We're going to start writing a ton of poetry and like making some really artsy films. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I might even cut my ear off. I don't know. You know, it just, just, just for shits and giggles. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have our rest of the night planned out. Yeah. Well, it is Friday. (laughs) So, and it says lucid actually on the... Oh yes, brand that, of cocktail wearing. That's right. That is uh, that is actually the Lucid brand uh, was one of the first products uh, released post repeal, I guess. Post you know loosening of the laws in two thousand seven. Mm. Two thousand seven was a long time ago. It feels like this was just legal like last year. Well, that's the thing. It's like no one knows that much about absinthe, and I think a lot of people still have the misconception that they drink a glass and they're going to trip balls, and you know. It's it's not that way at all. So I guess you could say that absinthe has been disappointing people for years. Setting up high expectations, <laughs> maybe. But no, also people love it though. I don't mean I'm I'm just being silly, but like I know a lot of people are like really into it and like trying. You know that there's like multiple options down on the market they can try. Um, have you ever tried absinthe before? I have, but it's been a long time. I have never. Well, shall we? Is this ready to go? Go for it. You might want to grab the spoon, do like a little stir with the last residual sugar. And at this point, you can keep diluting it as much or as little as you'd like, um, depending on what your flavor preference is. I just poured some uh, water all down my lap. I am a messy pour. Happening (laughs) down below the table. Um, now, is this, shower. is this glassware, oh, like, word. in particular to... That is absinthe-specific. It oh. has a little bubble at the bottom that holds the absinthe. That is intense. It smells intense. That smells great. It's like uh, licorice bonanza. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this. You like that flavor. Yes. I do. I do. I, do I like, as well. uh, is it anise or anise, or yes. is it just both? Either. Sure. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> anise? Is it anise? All right, are you ready? Um, all right. Oh wow! I love that. That's really refreshing. And That's you can see really why good. why the poets, the artists, um, they enjoyed drinking this on the cafes in Paris. Mm-hmm. And this was like a very kind yeah. of refreshing. Yeah, that's a sipper. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. It's not as like um, I thought it was gonna be more like Ugh! you like, know like, like an angry punch. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it's it's actually it goes down really smoothly and. Easily. Well, and again, that's the beauty of it. You can distill it even, or uh, dilute it even further by adding more water. Mm-hmm. Add some ice if you'd like to, to give it a little bit more chill. Oh, sure. Oh, that's really that's nice. Good. Oh, it does have a little, like, a bitter aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Sweet at the front, mm-hmm. bitter at the back. I can see where it would be. Um, I see why you need the, the sugar cube. Yeah. To kind of oh, soften yeah, yeah, that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So when would this typically be consumed? Like, before... Like after a meal, or before, or in the afternoon, with food, without all of the above. All of the above. No, usually it would be a, a post uh, dinner thing, like maybe a nightcap at the end of the night. Um, it might just kind of be the thing you drink throughout the evening. Um, but traditionally, the the higher the alcohol content, you kind of want to reserve that post meal because mm. you don't want to kill your palate. Mm. Oh, does the high alcohol content that. do that? Yeah, of... it'll especially something that's so heavily spiced like this. Mm. That, you know, you throughout the night, you might be tasting a little bit of the food, but if you started or were you know kind of drinking this throughout the evening, you'd probably still be getting a lot of that star anise, that fennel, and that little hint of the bitter wormwood at the end, kind of breathing through everything. Yeah, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. So this would would this also act as sort of a digestif? Oh, definitely. Okay. Great. Yeah. It's really tasty. I love this. I really do like it a lot. Um, there is um, another 
Ennis Liqueur called uh, Arak. Sure. Which, um... Very similar, very similar in style to that as well. I mean, if you look, almost every um, culture older than ours, which is every culture, um, (laughs) tends to have a a spirit that's very similar to this. Mm -hmm. I recently had um, Ricard. Mm Mm-hmm. But I drank it before my meal, so now I'm wondering if I... Well, that's all right. Did you dilute it with water? Yeah, a little bit, but not a lot. That's all right. There's no messing up. I mean... I didn't mess up the meal. The meal was delicious. I'm just glad in hindsight that I still know it was... I didn't mess anything up. Well, that's the thing. There's also an argument to be said Pernod and Ricard are often drank as an aperitif before dinner. So Mm -hmm. there really are no hard, fast rules. Just consume what what you like and just do it with moderation. Yes, always with moderation. No, that's delish. It really is delicious. I, I, I'm surprised. I did not used to like uh, licorice tasting things at all. I was the same way. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the first time I tried absinthe, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. Years before I started working here. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what all alcohol is, though? When you first start to drink, you're like, this is awful. And right. Then you're like, like, who drinks this? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Years later, like, I don't know, like, oh, whiskey. Yeah, or... totally. I'm sorry, you were going to say something? Uh, just, is it common to have kind of a, a numbing sensa- sensation in the mouth? Mm-hmm. A lot of that is coming from the wormwood oil itself that Duchamp oh. tends to be have a numbing quality. That's really interesting. Another reason to not to drink it before your meal, otherwise everything would just dribble out. Right. It would just, you could go to the dentist, but yeah. no... Drink absinthe before you go to the dentist next time. I think that's you don't take away. Excellent. So, uh, is was there another one we're trying? We can do a separate episode. Now I'm talking off turn. Should we call this one? Yeah. Yeah. So this has been. Which one was this that we tried? We tried the North Shore absinthe siren. Yeah. I think that's a bastardized French for siren. Oh. And thank you again, Alex, for, for being with of us today course, and for pleasure. taking us on this absinthe journey. 